Hey guys, welcome back to Heart on the Mic, brought to you by the Exchange Project. This is Nods, and I'm here with my co-host, Ness. And today, you're joining us for a... Oh my god, I'm having a hard time. I'm struggling. Okay, let's keep it moving. Anyways, if you're joining <laughs> us for the first time, you guys, thanks for listening to us. Um, and everybody who has been a listener, thank you for coming back. Um, yeah. Struggle bus today. Struggle bus. My mind <laughs> just is go with just, it. What I are know. we here to, to do? Yeah, literally my day was like that anyways. I'm well, let's like, talk about our day then. Okay. Well, my day, it started off by me dropping the kids off at school and then I was actually supposed to drive somewhere to get food and I ended up like driving just like lost like it was just lost in my thought and I'm like oh like five minutes later and like two miles far off of my destination I was like I'm not supposed to be here does that ever happen to you occasionally but then I get mad about it because I hate that's a pet peeve of mine I hate driving further or getting lost yeah not being where I should be yeah just gets me so mad I did that today Mm. And then I was hangry today, very hangry. Mm. It just reminded me I haven't ate today. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's why I was feeling like that because I like I had been feeling sick. I was like, I gotta get some food, and the place that I really wanted food from was closed. No, they weren't closed, but they weren't answering my phone call. <sighs> and then their answering machine was like, "Hi guys, we'll be closed for New Year's," and I'm like, "You need to update your answering machine." <laughs> I'm just like, this is making me even more mad. So I didn't even try calling them back. I ended up getting food somewhere else. Finally ate my food and I felt better. But yeah, today was a struggle. I don't know why. Monday. Blame it on Monday, I guess. Yeah. What about your week weekend? Um, my weekend was good. I went to a concert. Ooh, what kind? Um, it's a band called La Santa Cecilia. It's so like- it's not a band, it's a banda? I'm just kidding. No, no. I'm well, kidding. everybody yeah. knows I love banda, but no, it's like a rock in español. Mm. And um, my friend, so I've gone to see them before, and I like got one of my best friends like into them because she kind of got me into that like genre of music. Yeah. So when I found out about them, I was like, oh, you have to listen to them. You're gonna love them, and she did. She like is obsessed with their music now. So she had bought me a ticket to go see them back in October and we went and it was super fun and then I just found out recently that my friend is their drummer so I like crazy yeah yeah so I've known him total fangirling (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's a crazy story I've known him for years like literally since childhood probably like seven eight years old like I remember his dad putting him like on stage and like making him do music for the church so he hated it back then I I know him from church so I found out he was drumming and I was like oh I love that band and he just like messaged me probably a few weeks before the show and he was like hey like if you want to come out and like see them like I'll put you on the guest list so I told my friend and she's like yeah let's go so finally that was Saturday and it was really cool because he said, hang out after the show, and we got to go backstage and meet oh, them. Nice. So it was really nice. It was really cool. I was like, highlight. My friend was, like, super happy. She was, like, fangirling to the max. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't get your program signed because they had, like, a, a 
program or whatever. And she's like, no, I don't want to seem like a total groupie. And I'm like, no, it's okay. But she got to meet her, take pictures with her, and like some other members of the band and my friend who's the drummer. So made her night. Nice. Yeah, yeah that was it. Talk but about a memorable experience. Yeah, it was good. So I, it was nice to pay it forward too because last time she bought me the ticket and I'm just like, what? Like, what did I do to deserve this? You yeah. know, like she like never said like pay me back or anything. So it was nice to be able to do that. Yeah. You're like you're a real one. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's just like, yeah, anytime. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll be at your shows. <laughs> no, but it was it was lots of fun. Like on watch for the next concert. I know. Seriously. <laughs> we were like, oh, we're going to be groupies. No, not really. Maybe, barely. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But her concerts are, are really fun. And she likes to, the band, they like to give back to the community. So, like, for example, this concert was at a community college, like, in their auditorium. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're, like, very active in, active in the community. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That was my weekend. How about you? Oh, I already know. Tell me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My weekend was something else. I went to a surprise party for one of our friends, so that was fun. Yeah. Um, then it was a late night, too, so we got in a little fender bender. So we're two cars down in our household. So thank God for my sisters who are just willing to give up their cars. So being without a car this month. My little sister gave me her car a few times, and then mm-hmm. my older sister was like, well, take my car. I don't need it. And I told her no. And then finally, I called her. I was like, oh, I texted her. I was like, hey, can you call me when you wake up? You're like, actually, yes. <laughs> so she, I have her car, so we've been able to get around and things like that. But they called me today and said my car is supposed to get out of the shop tomorrow. Oh, that's Allegedly. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. They said late afternoon, so I'm hoping it doesn't run into or change into Wednesday morning. Right. But that was my weekend, a little hectic, uh, to be honest, just dealing with that stress, insurance, tow trucks, fees, rent due, just... Oh, man. All that all stress. All piled up. Yes, like boom, 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 boom. So I'm just like, okay. Just got to deal with it. Yeah. Got to get through it. Got to just try to be... I mean, it is reasonable and not be like surprised about it. So, trying to get through the struggle, the storm with the positive attitude isn't out always as easy as we think it is. So, it was a lot of self talk sitting on my couch, just saying, Vanessa, what are you going to do about this? Are you going to be angry? Are you going to sit here and be mad? Are you just going to get yourself together and think? So, I literally just sat there and was just thinking and thought processing and stuff like that trying to be a big girl in the mm-hmm. situation um other than that last week or since we last met it's been hectic as well too just the job process and stuff i'm not gonna lie i was pissed i went to get my tv test done i don't get it done often so i don't know that you have to wait 48 to 72 hours that's your window okay so i got there towards closing and then the guy was just like, okay, come back tomorrow, Friday, so we can get it read. Or come back tomorrow, Thursday, so we can get it read. He mm-hmm. said Friday first, and then he said tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, tomorrow. He's like, yeah. So I went back the next day, and they're like, oh, no, you have to come back Friday 
uh, because you have to wait 48 hours. And it was like, I asked the guy, asked him twice. They're like, oh, we're sorry for his mistake. So being Carlos trying to get to the doctors to get my TB test read was about a two hour mission. Nevertheless, swapping cars or getting the car for my husband from work and then yeah. just going through that process, sitting in traffic at five o'clock go back home after I was so angry I was like this guy didn't know how much time he wasted of mine and how much it was a sacrifice because you know my husband still has to use his car to work and stuff like that so I was pretty angry um how to suck it up and go back the next day to get it read so just glad that's all taken care of so just waiting for the background check to process with the Department of Justice and all those Mm. things like that for me to clear in the system. So, fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you got the news that you might be getting your car back because you will be one car up. Up again, yeah. I mean, you'll still have to struggle with, like, switching back and forth, which is, I know, it's hard, right? Well, well, I don't mind just as long as he has, like, the car. yeah. Until I start my job, like I really don't, I can stay home. I don't really don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's just been my week. Talk about yeah. just riding the wave, like we talked about. Yeah, last week. I know. Well, how, so how about this interview process? You're getting these tests done, so that means. Well, I got news. the job. Yeah, okay. they hired me on the spot that day. I had my interview last Monday. Yeah. So now it's just a matter of technically, it's. A job that's working with youth who are in the system yeah so it's not a county job but there's expectations from the county since there's the tie yeah so I still have to clear the fingerprints which they send it to the Department of Justice and the FBI and just make sure that I'm not like a crazy weirdo criminal. yeah exactly <laughs> crazy yeah a crazy whoever they're hiring is yeah they make check get everything off their list and make sure everything's good so but. now I just wait yeah, but you'll be good. How exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Right. I'm excited to have some income. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And same with me. I'm like, uh, struggling with rent. What's going on? Like, I don't know why my finances have been crazy. It's been so bad. But I don't know. I kind of had like a emotional day too. When was it? Like Friday. My dad was like, he had let me borrow some money. He's like, so when are you gonna pay me back? I'm like, you're like, Dad, do you even need it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, mm, don't know. Don't you're like, know. it was Mia's birthday gift, right? I, I mean, hate Brian's. owing people money. That's the thing, though. <laughs> me too. That's why when people say, ask, tell me if you need help, mm-hmm. I don't want to tell them that I need help, and then have to pay them. Not, of course, I will pay them back, but just the thought of being in debt with somebody, not knowing when I'm going to have a start date and stuff like yeah. that. i just rather eat some noodles for three weeks. Yeah, same here. I just don't like it at all because I don't know. But shout out to those people who go the extra mile. I had someone call me and it was just, I was sleeping. So I was like half asleep when mm-hmm. they called. And they're like, hey, I just wanted to let you know I sent you some money to your account. So Aww. I was just like, now that's going the extra mile. And yeah. they literally sent me the exact amount I needed to pay a bill. Oh, that's so nice. Just a dollar extra. So I was like, Wee. Shout out. <laughs> so I appreciate when people follow that tug on their heart and mm. go the, out of their way. And then it's just been a whole learning experience for me because I reached out to another cousin on Friday and 
Well, I was supposed to call them and I didn't because I was trying to figure out how to get to the doctors in the whole process. And I was yeah. just telling them like, hey, sorry, called you two hours later. I've just been trying to figure out how to get to the doctors before they close or else my TB expires. Yeah. And that whole mess and having to get my blood, whatever the hell they do again, done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was stressing out about that. They're like, you know what? I'm going to pick you up. So I was just yeah. like, oh, thank you. I was literally thinking about what bus to take there, and I've never taken the bus before. Oh, my God. I was like, what street do I take? I think I have to take Catala all the way. Like, yeah. I was at that point, I was like, my husband said I could take his car, but I knew how much he had to do that day. I didn't yeah. want to put, like, a stop to his day. So I was like, I'm just going to take the bus and not tell him. Yeah. But Sometimes pride, God, or not even pride, but, like, we'll make ourselves struggle over not opening up and just, like, a simple, like, hey, could you do this for me? You yeah, know? because like, you think you don't want to be a burden onto someone else or cause, like, a bump in their day when yeah. in reality it's just can be arranged. And I overthink it all the time. I do, too. I, like, I do that all the time, especially when I, like, when it comes to me getting, like, help with the kids, that's, like, my number one. Like, I will not ask for help. Yeah. Like, I'll figure it out myself. But well, um, shout out to Justin and Julie who just throw themselves yes, on you. <laughs> yes, actually, shout it's out. Needed. Do we have any followers that we want to shout out today? Um, actually, I do want to do a shout out. Okay. Because from our last episode, I had a couple people reach out and just show me love. I jumped on her stories and said that I was having a hard time prior to the episode dropping, and so there was a few people who did reach out. Um, my friend Janine, Yadir, um, Yolanda, we have uh, Celeste who also reached out, uh, Susan and uh, Julie, Angie, a lot of people, the list goes on, but the DMs were popping just with people telling me like to be strong and showing a lot of love, so I appreciate that. That was very nice to have that um, on the offset of me having that little episode in the car but I'm glad I'm really glad I got to share and um so now it's your turn yeah it is (laughs) now it's your turn so me and Vanessa we said last week that we had decided to interview each other I was in the hot seat last week and this week I'm putting her in the hot seat how do you feel about that be gentle (laughs) today is um Gabriel's two years so I know I will cry sometime during this interview yeah okay well we'll get through it I know that you know there's power behind it so it'll be good not that it's correlating to what you're interviewing me about but nevertheless no I totally understand totally understand so rest in peace badfish yeah we love you love him he was the best um okay so I shared one of my challenges which was going through anxiety and um, you know I think this topic that we're going to talk about is something that's really relatable mm-hmm. um, we're not alone in this there's you know we've all been in situations that have caused us to feel shameful or judged by others and um, because it's out of character of something that we would do yeah I think So, like, some examples I would say are, like, domestic abuse. People are shameful about talking about those things. Um, Drug addiction, lying, stealing, whatever it may be. You know, the list goes on and on. But the truth is we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you recently opened up 
at the women's conference that you had back in January. January. About you feeling shame. Yep. Yeah, you went through some events that caused you... <laughs> I don't know. You can go into as much detail as you want. I'll let you tell your story. Uh, but basically, I wanted to give a little backstory because Vanessa struggled with this for a few years and when it came down to finally opening up about it, right? Yeah. So she took her she took her chances and opened up about <laughs> it at conference. But I wanted to go deep, deeper or maybe not so deep, but just to bring it here to our platform because, okay. you know, people heard about it there at the conference and you opened up and I think here you can you know like process it again and maybe there are some things that you didn't say or that you want to share some helpful tips okay (laughs) (laughs) all right guys I don't know how to unpack this or unload it but I didn't even plan on sharing about it at the conference honestly like just happened diarrhea of the mouth or something (laughs) um but I know it had to be shared because a little backstory is before we went into shades or in the midst of the planning, I reached out to my sister and I was just like, hey, I feel really heavy on my heart that we need to do a um, video and clips for next year so we can promote it. Mm-hmm. Shades passed, already happened. Then um, Cheryl, shout out to Cheryl. She's always supporting us. Our photographer. Uh, yes, <laughs> and videographer for yes. Shades. She sent the video to me and I was watching it and I was watching it. I got embarrassed because I was just like, oh my God, like I didn't know this clip was going to be in here. And the clip that was in the video was me sharing about my experience that did cause shame. And I literally was contemplating like not even sharing the video. Like Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, this can't be used. This isn't what Shades is, you know? Can you re-edit this? Yeah, I was just like, dang, I just paid this money, like, and I'm not going to use a video. Like, that was a waste. Like, I was literally having those thoughts. Yeah. And I was just like, don't want to share it. And as I'm sitting there processing it, someone sends me a, a song on Facebook, which I'm never on Facebook, and I never check my messages because it's always forwards mm-hmm. from, like, older people and stuff. So I happened to open it, and it's You Say by Lauren Daigle. And I was just like, oh, my God. Okay, God, like you really want me to share this video. Yeah. I need to stop overthinking it and being embarrassed. Yeah. So I was reading the words, and I just broke. I was bawling, and I was just like, oh, my God, these words are so powerful. Just watching them on the screen go by and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that's it. As simple as it sounds to people, I was like having an internal battle. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to share it on Facebook so it's available so people know it's there and they can know what Shades is about. But in that little clip, that's only, you know, six minutes or whatever it is, it was causing this whole ordeal with me again. And it was a different level of processing the shame that I had to get through from sharing my story at Shades to post. Yeah. Living it out. You know, Mm -hmm. it was my little test, I guess. So getting to what I shared um, is basically back in 2015. Ugh. Like I said, I don't even know what to talk about. I didn't write any notes or anything. (laughs) Back in 2015, I got into some trouble I was celebrating moving in with my boyfriend at our new place in HB. We got by ourselves, so we were just really proud of ourselves and felt really accomplished about it. Had some friends over, had a little housewarming party and family as well, and 
self-aware and pretty responsible. I can say that about myself um, as a young adult and as a teenager. I've always been very aware about what I was doing and what consequences were to follow. Mm -hmm. That was my character. Still is my character. Yeah. Um, so that night I felt that it was okay that I ha didn't have to be so Vanessa-ish. I didn't have to be so caring about what was going on and what was happening or who I needed to take care of, but I could enjoy myself. So I ended up started um, partying with everybody. I was always the DD looking out for everybody and stuff like that. So I never got drunk with everybody. I just wanted to make sure everybody got home safe. So I was at home and please ignore that dog in the background. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I was at home there celebrating. So everybody's taking shots together and they're like, hey, Vanessa, take a shot with us. I was like, why not? I'm not DDing everybody. I don't have to drive anywhere. I'm at my house. I'm with my family. I'm safe. I'm celebrating. I'm safe, yeah. yeah. So coming to find out, I just didn't stop from there. I guess I kept taking shots with everybody, had some home jungle juice. <laughs> and um, last thing I remember, I guess it was around like 8.30ish. I was sitting on my couch or the floor talking to somebody sitting on the couch about their baby. And that's the last thing I remember. A couple hours later, coming out of my blackout, I am sitting somewhere just there. Yeah. And I'm just like, where am I? I look to my left, and some lady's just sitting behind the window. And she sees that I like come out of whatever I with my blackout. She was just like, Miss Chavez, I need you to sign these papers. And I was just like, what <laughs> what do you mean what happened She's like Miss Chavez you don't remember and I was just like no what are you talking about she's like yeah so um you're being charged with obstructing an executive officer and I can't even remember the other charge right now and basically is a felony charge wow and they said I was resisting arrest, and at that point, I just started laughing, like, really? And I was like, who was I with? <laughs> and so I started, they're like, oh, you were with blah, 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 and I started worrying about the amount of people they said I was with and what names I can put behind them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who was it? So they told me, and I was just like, what the heck? She's like, Miss Chavez, I advise you to make your call now. Um, because if you don't get bailed out, we're transferring you to the main. And I was just like, that's fine. Like, I'll still make my call just to let them know I'm okay. So I don't even remember. I called my mom or my sister's phone. I don't know who, but I just remember I was still buzzed. Yeah. So I just remember glimpses and I just was talking to my mom and I was like, Mom, don't be saying any names or talking about anything. We're on the phone at the police department. They're going to record our conversation. She's like, I had it. I just need you to get bailed out and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, don't bail me out. You're going to waste money and yeah. blah, 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 blah. She's like, what are you talking about? We're bailing you out. Like, you sound like, basically, you sound like an idiot, you yeah. know? You were in, like, in defense mode or something. Yeah, exactly. And then um, my boyfriend, my husband now happened to be with them or something. I don't even remember the whole thing anymore. But he was just like, we're bailing her out. Like, she's stupid for wanting. It was just 
an experience. Oh, yeah. So standing in there, it was summer, in shorts, in a short sleeve, barefoot, just freezing my buns off. It's and cold in there. Yeah. Finally got out, gave me my shoes, throw up was everywhere. So I was just in there, I remember throwing up in the cop car and just asking them for water and them being jerks about it. So I just was like, all right, let it all out in his car. He wasn't my happy. Um, just up and just going to bed finally like at five in the morning. That's when the shame hit. My sister's birthday was the next day and we're supposed to go to Six Flags as a family and wake up like at eight in the morning to leave. So I was just like, I'm not going. I'm going to ruin my sister's birthday, but I'm too hungover for this crap. They're like, my dad calls me, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Here I'm going to hear it. He's going to let it rip. Hi, good morning. Hi, baby. How are you? I love you. I'm glad you're okay. Um, Are you going to come with us? I was like, no, I'm not going to go. I have to fill out my paperwork for the bail. Like, I'm just going to stay back and process the paperwork. No, like... We'll, we'll stop on the way and send the paperwork for you like you need to come we want you to come and enjoy your time with us like we'll stop don't worry about it and I was just like no dad like I'm gonna stay like I'm hungover as how I feel like crap mm-hmm. for making you guys worry about this knowing that we had my sister's birthday the next day they're like no it's fine couldn't tell my dad no I just got arrested and he, you know they had to deal with waiting for me all those hours and he's being freaking nice about it mm-hmm. I have to go so I went and we stopped on the way at Staples to send my stupid bail paperwork I love Six Flags it was the most miserable chip ever hungover in like 90 degree weather in a long sleeve uh, I didn't shower, nothing, probably smelling like, you oh know, my God. You're like, oozing me, out of my skin. Give me Advil and some sunglasses. <laughs> I had my sunglasses, and it didn't really, it wasn't waves, because my mentality was still just like, I, I took it like a champ, like I went down for what I believed in, I stood mm-hmm. my ground, and I didn't let myself be punked out by like, a cop yeah like that was my mentality and it's you the were truth. in the street mentality yeah. that was my mentality my mentality was just like I stood my ground and I had to go to pay the price you know yeah. for the night but that's it like I'm gonna get another job and pay my bail like mm-hmm. that's it like yeah so I did have to hustle for a whole summer I worked Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and then Saturday and Sunday six hours um, to pay my bail with specific that specific job that whole year Um, still went to school so I kept my grind it didn't let it stop me yeah so that's where I thought I was okay but just coming into different parts of my life and stuff like that like my relationship with my sisters I can say like I put it on not the back burner but I was embarrassed about you know being a bad example getting arrested and really not being the role model that I should be to my little sister and just my older sister I just she's my little sister so her expectations from me in my mind are high yeah and I always just want to prove to my sisters that or not prove but show to them like hey if I can get all my stuff done like we can all do it be an example to each other is what it comes to comes to you know that's the way I've just thought about it it's just 
pushing through for each other. Yeah. So I dealt with that shame of just like my sisters joking around with me about like, hey, like this and stuff. Like it really hit home for me because it was coming from them in a joking way. But to me, I was obviously embarrassed about it, but I wasn't verbalizing it. So it would just kind of make me feel like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to them right now because they're going to give me crap, you know? Um, So avoided certain conversations and stuff like that. Grew up in the church. So that kept me from going back as well. Um, didn't want to serve because I felt shameful about it. I didn't want to be around certain people and kind of just stayed in my bubble and worked worked my way through it, made my money, paid my, my bail off, and kind of sidetracked myself in that way. So I guess once it came around to court and stuff like that too and just that whole process, I rode the the wave just went with it and I just remember it came to the court date of them being like hey this is the deal we want to give you um this is what the judge wants to do I highly recommend you do it but it's your decision and my boyfriend was just like you would basically you would be dumb if you don't take that offer like it sounds horrible to you but it's a good offer yeah so went through accepting that and just knowing that I was going to have you know you have to give your DNA you have to be in the system now and being on probation and formal but still probation and just accepting all the literally charges I had to take yeah. with my crime kind of what well, wasn't even, to me it still wasn't a crime you know <laughs> pay my dues whatever yeah um that's when it kind of started sinking in like damn it now when I apply for jobs, I'm going to have to say yes. Mm. I'm going to have to disclose the event and stuff like that and just those thoughts. And I was just like, oh, now I'm going to be on probation for three years and that kind of shame and stuff like that. So it it's all just about perspective and how you want to take it on because I remember my first job that I applied for after that and them asking mm-hmm. like I was embarrassed about it actually was applying at a church yeah and the churches when you apply they want to know about your background and you know where you sp- stand on a personal level not yeah. just your resume experience so they asked a certain question and I had to write a paragraph or whatever about my experience to let me where I was at that point mm-hmm. so I was really embarrassed about just writing about the experience and stuff like that Um, But I'm glad I was able to get through it because now when it comes to this point, like I'm not embarrassed to apply for jobs and disclose um, that I do have um, something on my criminal record and um, it doesn't cripple me or put me in some type of state of fear to say like, oh, I'm going to be excluded or they're not going to look at my resume anymore because I've processed it and I've really dealt with the shame now. Like... I really feel like I'm at a different place just from shades up until today. Yeah. Um, working through it. So I would encourage anybody who has anything on their record too and they're, you know, trying to apply for that job that they really want, do it. Why miss out on the opportunity when you can just take the chance and apply? Yeah. And if they tell you no, at least you know. But if they don't turn you down, you would have missed out on the opportunity by letting your shame cripple you. It, it's really about how you take it on and how you pursue it because this job that I've applied for and that I got hired for um, the interview wasn't about my resume experience 
she truly cared the executive director really wanted to know about who i am and my experiences that have brought me to the place that i am today and the desires that i have Mm -hmm. so that would be my advice interviews suck nobody likes going to them if you do I don't know, you're not normal. <laughs> um, but go in with the perspective of, oh, I'm not just going in to answer the questions, but you're really going in to sell yourself. Yeah. And what they want to bring onto the team, you have it. And I can say that interview was the first interview I went into with that that perspective because I went into another interview before that. Yeah. And I was just like answering their questions and giving them an answer. But I wasn't putting passion behind it. And I left that interview like, well, I really sold my sor- myself short. Yeah. Pass up an opportunity or walk past a door that's wide open for yeah. you when it's shame, pride, doubt, fear, fear. lack of confidence, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be keeping you from going forward. It's not worth it. And aside from that experience too, I can say something that I've un- unpacked this weekend was Um, We all don't like being in uncomfortable situations and I grew up in a setting where I was always around family and and very comfortable about verbalizing who I am, what I believe in, what I'm about, Mm -hmm. who I am. My identity was very secure. But I've realized now that stepping out of my comfort zone and into different settings, I don't do well. Mm -hmm. Um, In a sense, I don't close down, but I'm very standoffish. It causes me to go into like an observation mode to where I people watch. And honestly, probably makes me look like a weirdo. I'm serious. Like at the surprise party, I had like five people walk up to me and be like, hey, do you want a drink? Like, no, I'm okay. I'm I'm just enjoying my time watching everybody. Yeah. But I seen a picture of of the scene because someone was taking pictures and I happen to be in the background and I'm just sitting there and I was just like wow I look like a weirdo like and I'm just <laughs> like unpacking, interacting yeah I'm just unpacking yeah. my thought process because I know there's so many people who can relate to me I think but I, like I that too. the picture put me into perspective I guess because yeah. I was like is that how I want to look Mm-hmm. Because that's not how my thought process is. I'm sitting there enjoying right. the people watching and watching people interact and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But in the picture, I look like a fly on the wall. Like, I'm just sitting there watching. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also about how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. It opened my eyes into maybe stepping out of that people watching yeah. and being like, Hey, how are you? Or, hey, what are you up to these days? Um, because that's something I suck at. Yeah. And... So I do know I have to work on being confident in situations that I'm not used to or environments that are a little out of my element, even if it's people that I know. Yeah, no, I'm like, totally like that too. I'm just really like that. I can um, just... I think like we don't go out of our way to like try to relate to whoever's in the room. We're just like, okay, like I'm just going to keep to myself and see what's going on. Yeah, like because you, you see them comfortable in their conversations. Yeah. So I don't want to like side bust or I don't want to make it seem like, hey, you have to talk to me. Let's talk, you know, mm-hmm. or it's just a weird perspective to have. But I know I have to grow out of it. Yeah. And I admire my husband so much because he's very confident out of his element. Mm-hmm. Like he knows who he wants to talk to or um, what he can talk about. He's like a chameleon. He if he wants to. Yeah. He can engage with anybody. Yeah. 
and I really admire that about him. I told I had told him this weekend mm-hmm. when we got home on Saturday. I was like, when I grow up, I want to be just like <laughs> you, you know, because you want to go, or I at least want to be that type of person where I can step step into a setting, whether it's you know a concert or an event, a, a family social. Yeah public event whatever it may be that I can be approachable and that I know how to approach others in a confident state yeah and that I appear confident that I don't look um, uncomfortable that I don't look bored that I don't look like I don't want to be there mm-hmm. when I do want to be there but the way that I carry myself appears that way yeah so that's something that I know I want to work on to work on is yeah. that confidence on that level of things because I can say I'm a very confident person but there's always room to to grow so I realized this weekend that that's a place that I lack confidence is uncomfortable places and it was an ugly feeling like driving home and just processing it because we happened to go somewhere else too Mm -hmm. and then I realized like wow I really didn't show that I was confident in who I am or confident in you know, following my husband's lead in the situation that yeah. we were in. And um, we happened to go to a concert, and it was, like, 2 in the morning, and it was at a bar. So, you know, the last call, is it at 2 or 3? Yeah, I don't like even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it's last call. It's ending. Like, we're late. We, we need to get out of here. When in reality, like, we were invited to go backstage and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I didn't process it properly, I guess. I didn't – I wasn't on the same page as my husband, I guess. And so I left feeling like, wow, we drove here. And because I thought or I appeared unconfident about what was happening, like we missed out on the opportunity to be with those people that wanted us to be there, that wanted him to be there and stuff like that. So it was a really ugly feeling to realize like, wow, I I failed at that. But it's okay because now there's other opportunities for me now to – to be more confident. And I was thinking the other day, I was just, because we went to Scam and Jam too, and I was just so like amazed by the girl on the stage. She was just like pop locking and, yeah. you know, she wasn't even pop locking. She was dancing and just <laughs> doing her thing. She kind of did. She went to the yeah. floor and stuff. And I was just like, wow, that's so awesome. And I was like, you have to have that chola confidence. Yeah. Because definitely. if you think about it, not trying to get all hood or whatever, mm-hmm. but cholas have an attitude, yes. Not all of them, but they have that level of confidence that they know who they are, no one's going to mess with them, and they know what they're bringing to the table and what they represent. Yeah. And in a sense, too, you kind of have to have that because they appear unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, even the thing that comes to mind is, like, us doing this and putting ourselves out there, the struggle that we went through with feeling comfortable enough to say hey, that you, this is what we're doing. Just being comfortable enough to even have these types of conversations. Yeah. It's been a process for us. Yeah, it has. But well, Remember the time we went out in public and we said we were going to try and talk to people and we were so, like, not confident about it. Like, but we did talk to someone. We did. No, but topic, that's good because it, it does have to do, like, it's part of our character sometimes yeah. that we become these timid people. And that we automatically place judgment on ourselves mm-hmm. when we don't even know what people are actually thinking Perceiving. about us. We put ourselves in people's heads mm-hmm. and think the worst of ourselves. Yeah. Or we, we 
think about how people are perceiving us. So no, that totally has to do with what we're talking about. I totally get where you're coming from with that because we can be in any situation and feel like somebody is judging us, looking at us in a certain way and feel shameful about whatever or say we think they know something about us Mm -hmm. you know and you automatically feel like you're being judged off that situation so going back to that well yeah even processing it after the fact yeah like I was very closed off about it like I didn't tell people and when for whatever reason it happened to come up or whatever um I was really embarrassed about saying like oh yeah I got arrested and this is what I'm I'm going to court right now and stuff like that I was really embarrassed talking about it even to family members mm-hmm. but like just getting through it I'm just like you know what it's nothing to be embarrassed about everybody makes mistakes everybody's mistakes are different than others and as much as I love my family I don't have to care about what people think about me mm-hmm. and um with that experience that happened this weekend I was driving home and um, I was thinking to myself, like, if I can be confident enough to stand in a room full of about 90 women, right, were there at um, Shades Women's Conference and tell this, this story, this experience that is embarrassing or was embarrassing to me, like, I can be confident enough in the little things like engaging with strangers. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of, how strong we are, how confident we are, and you know how boss we can be in other situations, and tell ourselves to apply it in other ones that we think we're not confident enough to, or that we can't really shine in. And remembering and taking ourselves back to those other situations or those other experiences can really help you grow. Yeah, and that's how I. Yeah, no. That's how I thought about it. Yeah, because, I mean, definitely, if you're not opening up about these things, it's harmful because you only, like you said, you stay in your bubble. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not allowing yourself to grow or challenging yourself to put yourself in those situations and just see where it takes you because, of again, like how we see ourselves or how we think other people are going to see ourselves or see us. Um, But so... Do you have any questions that sparked regarding shades or things that I didn't touch on that you want? Well, I want to know to the people that you did open up to, what kind of what did support look like for you? Like what kind for you to not feel this way or you know because it's easy for somebody to come at you and want to know the story just to know the story Mm -hmm. but then there are those people who want to know what happened and say like hey I'm here to support you like let's get through this so what did what did support support look like yeah from people who didn't judge you and understood like what you were going through and like how important was that um it was it was there most definitely there was those people who just wanted to know what happened in the story Um, First, it was a little rocky um, because I wasn't the only person involved in the the situation. I had people calling me mad, um, thinking I was hiding and lying about what happened, when in reality, it was just a big ordeal, and I didn't know what happened, like I said, because I blacked out, and... um, so it was a bit difficult. I had people um, just challenging me in that area. Literally, just had to hang up and be like, "I'm sorry that you're angry with me and that you feel that way." 
but you can even ask somebody else the other individual the story when you can hear from them because this is all I know and I'm sorry you're coming at me that way um, but this conversation is done so there was some places where there was confrontation um, I had some people who were you know let down of course like I said but support um, when talking about it with um, the people that did happen to come out and process it with um, it opened the door for some people even to share their experiences about their stories um, that nobody knew about and what they had to deal with and what they had to work through so it kind of created like a safe space for them knowing that I told them and made them comfortable opening up about their experiences and um, as far as um, other individuals I really didn't have anybody coming at me too hard I did have a lot of support from my mom my dad my sisters um, my boyfriend my cousins like it was really there a lot of people were just angry about the outcome on the PD side and just really wanted to make sure that I was okay um, so it's really not as bad as you think it's going to be there yeah. really is the support and people yeah, there's people and families that are gonna look down on you, but the people that matter, they're gonna shine. Their support really does shine. So that really did get me through. It's yeah. just the people that made it clear that they were there to support me. Um, my advice would just be to have thick skin and not let the opinions of others keep you from going forward. Um, because despite the shame and the embarrassment that I had, and it really was on a small scale compared to the process of me knowing that like people's opinions didn't matter right. and just me being able to get through and pay my bail and take care of business like just those thoughts like nobody else is paying my bail for me nobody else is going to court for me nobody else is doing this this and this and I'm handling my business yeah you owned it is what got me through yeah. So it's a, it's a mental thing. If you want to stay and sit in your shame and literally let it ride out through the whole season with you, it's going to be ugly. Yeah. But if you want to overcome it and when it creeps up, you know, work through it, that's the best thing to do. For sure. It's like coming to a place of like self-acceptance. Self yeah. Accepting what you did, accepting the consequence of it. Yes, you're going to feel these things, but you can choose to either, like you said, ride that shame or what is this trying to teach me? What can I, like, what What am I benefiting from this? Yeah, too? Because, because it comes it comes in different ways. And I don't know why there's been times where I've been sitting with people and laughed about it because I'm like, yeah, like, I got arrested because this jerk said I tried to punch mm -hmm. him and he apparently was bigger than me and I'm a girl, like... You know just laugh about it and there's times where I've just been embarrassed to talk about it so you just have to go yeah. with it yeah and I think there's times too where we make things bigger than what they really are especially if you're the, yeah. those type of persons who you are very aware of what mm -hmm. people have to say about you or you do care too much about what people are saying or how people see you because I'm sure like you said you know I'm a pastor's kid yeah, I grew up in the church, so my personality and the way I took it is always carry yourself in a way that doesn't give people room to think otherwise. Yeah. And that's how I always have been. 
um, in my relationship. I was always very um, self-aware, very um, just conscientious about it and how people could perceive my relationship um, with my boyfriend. I was very conscientious about who I hung out with, the decisions I made, even if it meant me, honestly, in middle school, I had three friends that I hung out with. If it meant being in a teacher's class, getting tutoring, I was doing that. Sometimes in the library, sometimes in the cafeteria, like boys wanted to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to them. I was very conscientious. I didn't want to get mixed up in the wrong crowd or I didn't even have interest in those types of things because my self-awareness was just that high. Yeah. Like I've just always been that type of person. So, you know, in some cases it could have been where I am too hard on myself, but because I grew up in the church, that's just the way I dealt with it is behave so you don't give people room to talk. Exactly. And not everybody, everybody can do differently, rebel or not even care and whatever it may be, but that's how I worked through it. So of course those characteristics carried into my adulthood and now they're things that yeah and processing yeah so there's one incident that was just out of character for you and it made you experience this whole different side of something that you had never experienced because you had never had like judgment placed on you or like shame felt shame like that it's okay to fail and it's all about how you want to take the experience how you want to carry yourself through it if you want to take the failure and take the whole experience as another label on yourself or if you want to take the failure and run with it in a way that you can develop your character even more yeah. so it's honestly taught me that it's okay and it's not as big as a deal as we think it is we yeah. put a burden a burden on ourselves, and we try to get through life carrying it when in reality we can let it go it's not a big deal that I'm on informal probation it's not a big deal that I have a misdemeanor like could have been worse could have not got bailed out could have got a felony instead so many things different could have happened and I'm grateful that I am where I am today because of the experience it doesn't define who I am yeah we're all gonna make mistakes in life and you know it's up to what we said in the beginning it's up to us to choose how we're gonna take this one minor bump in the road we could make it a major bump and say this is going to derail me for the rest mm-hmm. of my life and that's it but really if you know who you are if you know what kind of character you want to be you i you know your identity and you know that yes i made a mistake but i'm owning up to it and i'm not going to let this you know def- like you just said define who i am then you just take it as that's what it is i made this mistake i'm owning up to it and I'm gonna work through it and just yeah. and it's not, not carry easy it. because in closing I just remembered I became bitter, so bitter with a, a coworker at work because they had the nerve to Google me and found my record online and spread spread it around the office. Oh wow. So I was so bitter with them. Um, because they did that and they embarrassed me by putting my business out there when to me it wasn't their business yeah um so you're gonna have those people honestly who are gonna go out of their way like that person why google me you know I was so angry with them I literally didn't talk to that person up to my last day at work and that's you know something I had to deal with I shouldn't have that 
had that type of attitude and I could have called him out on it. Mm -hmm. But it's not easy. I'm going to tell you guys that. There's going to be people who want to come against you, who want to pick every single wrong out. Throw things in your face. Yeah, Yeah, but don't be bitter about it and let it go. Like, I shouldn't have let her steal my joy that long in the workplace. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. So, forget those people. Yeah. Well, that's so good. I hope that everybody that's listening today, you know, whether they've had something that they've had to work through or are currently experiencing something like that can definitely get a takeaway and just know that this doesn't have to define who you are and we've talked about this you know even with anxiety there's just Mm -hmm. things in life that we go through that we have to make choices on and that's part of life is processing these things and making sure that they turn into things that help us grow and help us identify with who we are and help us to say this is the route that I want to take or this is not the route that I want to take and that's all that hard on the mic is here for is just to expose these different areas of our life that sometimes we choose not to talk about because we feel shame or because we feel that people can't relate yeah it's life it's life life goes on yeah the world's not going to stop because of your issues yeah so good so open up to people who are going to help you yeah get through the world not stopping for you exactly get with those people who are going to show you support who are going to you know talk let you talk it out or help you process it or even talk some sense into you yeah that too (laughs) because we could be stubborn in our ways and or sometimes not even see the potential in ourselves too Mm -hmm. and we need that person to come and tell us hey like no it's gonna be okay you're fine there's you're so much bigger than this yeah yeah because we could be easily belittle ourselves too yep yeah all right well that was so good you think yeah no i'm so happy you opened up about that and like even taking it to the other perspective of you know how in just regular life we can feel these things in like the small or in the big because you kind of did take it on two different perspectives with the small like everyday things and with the big events that happen in our lives so definitely I think this is going to be something for our listeners to keep in mind and work through whatever it is that they have to work through hopefully yeah (laughs) okay well we're going to close out this episode you guys but um, make sure you guys are plugging yourself into our social media if you're not following us yet on instagram it's at hard on the mic and make sure you have your notifications on guys this is episode nine so our last episode for the season is just one episode away after you're listening to this one so we want you guys to stay ready so that when we do launch season two your notifications are on and Mm -hmm. you know when that episode drops and we're going to have so many changes coming so please stay ready yeah and if you haven't subscribed yet make sure you go to your favorite platform whatever it may be spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and of course anchor the link is in our instagram bio um but yeah we'll see you next week okay bye guys that's a wrap that's a wrap wrap that's a wrap wrap